Welcome back to the Breslin Breakdown. I am your host, Allie Cohen, alongside the whole women's basketball beat today. We have Faith Flickinger, Joe Daz, and Tim Marshall. It's going to be an interesting show. We have a lot to look forward to over the next few weeks. But why don't we start it off with a nice festive question of the day. What is everyone's favorite Christmas movie? I'll go first. Mine's Christmas Vacation. Great one. Um, I love the scene when they're having dinner and the like grandma stands up and starts doing the Pledge of Allegiance for Grace. <laughs> I just think that's such a classic joke and I think it's hilarious. All right, what's <laughs> yours, Joe? <laughs> yeah, no, mine would definitely be A Year Without Santa Claus. Big fan of Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Very good songs. Can't say I've ever seen that one. You asked me that during the women's basketball I, I know. game. I was disappointed. Last Faith, week. have you seen that at least or no? I've seen the TikToks with the makeup uh, on, on each side of the face. I have, I have seen that. I've seen I think that. one of the most classic Christmas movies. It's made like Claymation. It's great. <laughs> claymation isn't for me as much. I like Only Rudolph. For, yeah, yeah, it's That's made claymation. around the same time as Rudolph. Yeah. Like, you know, That's the true. Abominable Snowman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. same time period. All right. Yeah, those those scared me as a kid. Those <laughs> <types of> movies. <laughs> they are uh, a little scary. Uh, I'm gonna go with Elf. Okay, classic. There it is. Just yeah. I, I don't know, kind of basic, but it's just such a good movie. Uh, I I watch it any time of the year, but especially now with Christmas mm-hmm. coming around. So I'm also yeah. gonna go with Elf, and I was about to say, there's no way someone hasn't said Elf yet. Yeah. Um, so I've already you- seen it twice this year. Did you have to look up Christmas movies? I, I did, yeah. I, I was thinking, <laughs> like, wait, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it off the top of my head. Uh, I need to look it up. But I, I remember it, and I've seen it a lot. I'm not, I, I do watch them. I just, I, I'm not in the spirit yet. I, I feel like. Interesting. Only got like two weeks left. I know. We have, like, a really short show today, so I'm going to follow up with a short question. Christmas music before or after Thanksgiving? Probably after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'd say after, too. After. I'd say after as well. But, yeah, I, right now I just I don't have many Christmas vibes going right now. I'm mm-hmm. too busy with school and finals. I need yeah. to I need to get in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Normally I would say after, but my roommates decorated for Christmas. On, well, they came back from fall break with Christmas decorations, and I think it went up <laughs> on November 1st. <laughs> uh, I can respect that. We only have a few weeks that mm-hmm. we have in college, so I think that you can put the decorations up whenever. Yeah. Probably have my Christmas tree up until the end of January. Just got to look sweet. <laughs> All right, with all that holiday talk, probably should get into the show. Recap of the week, it's been a pretty short week, but Michigan State defeated Miami, Ohio last weekend, 89-44. They were led by Theron Halleck, who got 17 points, 4 steals, and 3 rebounds. That was her second game in a row with a new career high. Four Michigan State Spartans were in double digits. Ten Spartans touched the floor, all of them scored. Michigan State shot 43 from the field. 28 from three and 91 percent from the free throw line which was a huge improvement for them and they forced 29 turnovers we were all there for that game so yeah theron halleck Mm -hmm. completely different player than last year we've seen against DePaul, career high 14 points followed up 17 points against miami ohio and i was looking at these statistics she is eighth on the team in scoring but she is third in free throw attempts she is great at getting the line that's really impressive and as we saw in this game, Michigan State had a huge improvement at the line. 29 for 32 attempts. You cannot, like, that is as good as you can get almost. And they've really been struggling in some of the past few games. They had 16 for 27. They were missing 10-plus in most of the games so far. So this was a huge, huge improvement. That was honestly my bright spot of the game, despite that Theron Halleck uh, career high. And a lot of other players did play really well. 
But I think their free throw shooting, if they can continue that, that'll be a huge, huge thing going into this Big Ten play. What's big about the free throw shooting, too, is when they're hitting their free throws, they don't need to be deadly behind the arc. They've been relying on 60-70% shooting from three-point land to win games. Mo Joyner went 0-4 in the last game from behind the arc, and then followed up 5-5 from the free throw line, made up for those points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to mention, the see them score 89 points when only making 28% from three, that's that's very impressive. They need to... Because when there's games when it's not the three's not going to be falling, you need to find other ways. And Mo Joyner did a great job of getting to the line. She had a couple good mid-range shots and getting to the basket. Like it's it's more than just the three when it's not working. Yeah, that was something Robin Freilich said in the post-game presser. She was saying that you know even if threes aren't hitting, other things can hit, and that's how you win games is finding out what's working in that game and just really emphasizing that. I think they were just. They were scoring very well for free throws, and they kept getting fouls and picking them up and playing physical on defense, which really helped them, I think, in the end. Yeah, their defense is insane to watch. Full court traps every time. They have two players come up, guard the full court. It's impressive to see what Frolic has introduced this year compared to last year. Yeah, obviously the offense has, had, has been nationally ranked up with some of the best in the country, but the defense has arguably been more impressive. Just the consistency with the pressure, you said, full court, and just forcing 29 turnovers again. They've had north of 25 turnovers in multiple games this season. Yeah, in their last match going into it, they're second in the Big Ten steals, 10.3 steals per game, and then third in blocks, 4.7 per game. They topped both those numbers against Miami, Ohio. I think, believe it was 16 steals and then five blocks. Those are both going to go up. Their defense has been just unspoken of, and it's been amazing so far. Yeah. All right, anything else from that one? I want to talk about Julia Aro real quick. All right. In that first half, she had nine points, eight rebounds, almost had a double-double right going into the half. Caught an elbow to the stomach, believe she had the wind knocked out of her for a little bit. Terrifying to see that she was off the court for a couple minutes. Good thing that she came back because they were going to lose another one of their bigs. I believe Tyre Parks has been out for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they really need to just make sure that they keep all of their bigs healthy. Or, uh, I bet with Tyre Parks. I used Alexander. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> oh, you should correct me on that. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, yeah. And then yeah. I, I was like, I that's keep talking about Tyre yeah. Parks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, she's a grad <laughs> transfer, I believe, at Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Tyre and Isoline, they both played so similar last year. They did. Yeah, I, I always get the two of them confused. So, yeah, Isoline Alexander, she's been out for quite a few games with injury now. And Julia Aroll, if they lost her, they would have lost a lot of their size. Pretty much would have had to start Mary Mang at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been very disappointing. Meng has had an impressive season as a, for a freshman, I believe. Every single game she's been in, she has scored, which I think is huge. She's getting, or she had eight minutes, only two points in the last game, but seven rebounds. She is working the defensive end. But I'm looking, I have it right here. It would definitely be a loss to have seen a be out. Joe and I were freaking out on the broadcast with that. Because Aral's currently 11th nationally in blocks and 9th nationally with blocks per game. That would have been a huge loss for Michigan State. And she fits their offense very well where she can space it out and go inside. Yeah. Where you can open up lanes for Didi to drive in mm-hmm. or Mo to drive in. So, uh, yeah, losing her would be a big loss. But thankfully she came back in yeah. the game and everything was good. I think la- like there's such an improvement between her play this year and last year. Last year she was great on the defensive end end of the court but didn't score very much and this year we can see that she has the ability to score so I'm very very impressed with her play so far blocking beast 
<laughs> yeah, and she she hit a three from like six yeah. feet past the line. <laughs> she last did. Game. She it did. Was very impressive. Yeah, that was in the same sequence where she had a block in the yeah. other end yeah. too. It was oh yeah, she blocked and then put it in, and I was yeah. like, yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I know, like Joe like said her stats already, but in just 18 minutes and obviously she went out because of that injury for a bit just to make sure she's okay but in just 18 minutes nine rebounds and four blocks and obviously the 13 points like i know like i just don't even know she, she's just been amazing the fact that she's yeah. been able to bring her blocks up to three per game we, we've talked about it so many times on the broadcast Alex. she came out as a guard she wasn't supposed to be a center at mm-hmm. any point she was just fully transitioned accepted the role then and there competing on offense and defense against opposing yeah. centers and then the whole her whole 2021-2022 season, she was out with an injury, set every single game. Last season, she played, but she wasn't 100%. And obviously, what we've seen this year is so, so great. Are we all good on this game? It wasn't a very entertaining game. Mission <laughs> I, I State got it time. done. It was fun, but Mission State got it done. Not much happened. Are we good with this one? I think Before that we're we go good, on? yeah. All right. That was the only game of the week, so as we we have a lot to cover with the previews, we can probably skip a few of them, but let's go into a Michigan State's game on s- Saturday, their first Big Ten game of the season, Nebraska at 2 p.m. Nebraska is currently 7-2 on the season. They haven't started their Big Ten play yet. They lost to Creighton and TCU. They lost to Creighton when they were ranked number 22. Michigan State lost to them when they were unranked, but... Last Tuesday, their last game, they defeated UNCW at home, 108-35. to Right now, their star player is Alexis Markowski, who's averaging 17 points per game and 9.3 or 9.6 rebounds a game. What should Michigan State watch out for or just continue to do to get their first Big Ten victory? They really just need to not treat it any different than they've treated the beginning games. I've- when you start conference play, you can get in your head and you know the opponents are tougher. You don't want to start expecting less from your team. Because right now, they're top of the nation. I believe they're still first in three-point percentage, second field goal percentage. Might be a little bit lower after the Miami-Ohio game. Mm-hmm. But when they're going into that game, they can't just get away from the, what they usually do. They can't stop pulling up from three. They've got to keep hitting the free-throw line shots. It's really going to come down to the percentage behind the arc and at the free-throw line. Yeah, and this is a team that plays kind of a similar style to Michigan State. Uh, they've scored 90, 90 points uh, in their first game. They had yeah, 108 last game, so they, they are a high-scoring offense, kind of similar to Michigan State where uh, Coach Freilich talked about last game, Miami was kind of tougher because they didn't play the same style. They were more defensive-orientated and just they were tougher on defense where this game's going to be a lot more fast-paced. It's going to be back and forth. And then just one other note, uh, both of them have a loss to Creighton. That's the one mm-hmm. similar opponent. So uh, they, they seem like they're very similar teams. I think being at home will also help. Yeah, I want to really want to know how A-Rolt's going to handle the three center or forward rotation they have. Markowski, then they got a completely lost where I was looking at to be out. But Anika Stewart <laughs> and then Natalie Potts, two are 6'2", 6'3", and 6'3". Mm-hmm. All of them averaging pretty respectable numbers. Right now, Anika Stewart, nine points per game. She's only played in two games so far. Not, nothing crazy, but still, mm-hmm. she can put up points when she gets them on the board. And then the freshman that I was just talking about one second ago, Natalie Potts, she has 12.4 points per game. That's on 67% shooting from the field. Two of every three shots that she shoots are going to go in. Three-point percentage, not that good, but not that bad either. It's one of every three, 33%. Free throw line, 80%. That's going to be somebody that you're going to have to watch out for. Markowski and her are going to combine. That's going to be tough mm-hmm. for Julia Aron. 
I'm looking right now. I forgot to put I put it for the other Big Ten opponents. I forgot to put it for Nebraska, but some of their Big Ten stats. Obviously, like you said, Michigan State is first in the Big Ten, still averaging 94 points a game. Nebraska is number six with 81.7 points per game, but they're third in the scoring margin. Michigan State is still first at 35 points. Nebraska is 24.6, just third. And and I honestly feel that Nebraska has played some more even or some better opponents than Michigan State. Obviously, they both have Creighton. The JMU game wasn't bad. But some of the other opponents that Michigan State have played have been, I'm going to just like, not like as hard opponents. No, obviously. definitely not yeah, up to definitely the same standard. Maybe their the first standard. challenge for sure. Yeah. yeah. And obviously every team has had a few of those games, but I think Nebraska has more even level opponents. So I think that their margin is going to be more similar to what it might remain going into the season. Yeah. I think, like Tem said, this is going to be a very offensive game. So Michigan yeah. State really needs to lead in, lean into their defense and you know get those blocks, get the rebounds, and just kind of contain Nebraska as much as they can and not let them take a huge lead quickly in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. I think once Nebraska takes the lead, it's going to be harder for Michigan State to keep up since they are also a very high-scoring team. So I think it's just you know get the fouls, make your buckets, and then also get the blocks when you can. Yeah, and one thing that I think. Michigan State obviously did not shoot great from behind the arc against Miami, Ohio. 8 for 28, 28%. I don't, as much as I would love them to get to the line 32 times and make 29 of those attempts, I don't know if we can rely on that every single game so far, especially getting there that many times, but making them, especially since they've been struggling a lot. Like, before that game, they were shooting 67% from the line. That game alone brought them up to, I think, 73%, but... Until we see some more improvement, I'm going to assume that it's still around the 67%. Mm. So I hopefully they can get that three-point shooting back up. Yeah, we have to see whether that's a status quo or whether it's an outlier for the team. That's going to mm-hmm. be a big part. I, I also don't think we're going to have too many games where we see Mo Joyner shoot 0-4 from on the line. Abby Kimball. Yeah, Abby yeah. Kimball, one of the best shooters on the team. She won 1 of 5 from field goal, but then 0 of 1 from behind the arc. She just stopped shooting at a point. Yeah, uh, mm. they only had 8 three-point attempts in the second half, they kind of stopped when they were getting to the rim because when you're playing a team like Miami of Ohio, you can kind of get to the spots you want, and when the threes aren't hitting, you just kind of go inside, but you're going to need it from everywhere against this Nebraska team, and I think it was just an outlier. It was a Sunday kind of early game. I, this is also a 2 o'clock game, but they're, they're going to be ready for this one mm-hmm. with the Big Ten opponent, and just it's right before a week break, another week break, so they just they've kind of... They've had a lot of time to prepare for this game, and I I hope and I assume that they will come out and be ready. It's going to be nice to get some yeah. non-2 p.m. games. Feels like we've been doing yeah, them all at 2 p.m. We finally oh, got some 6.30s, 9 p.m. It's going to be fun. Yeah, if we're all good with that one, we can move on. Yeah. Is everyone good? All right. For the ne- these next two, I say that we kind of just go over them. They're <laughs> going to be similar, especially this one. In a week, a week from Saturday, again, we have... Michigan State is playing Central Michigan at home again at 2 p.m. I'll be on the call for that one. Joe Des will sadly not be. Yeah, I'll be back. Faith, in will mass. you be here? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Faith and nice. I will be here for some coverage. So yeah, me and Joe Des will be mm-hmm. back in Massachusetts. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh Faith, you gotta hop on the mic for the game. You gotta be one oh, of yeah. the I'm gonna call do color. Oh my god, I think it'd be do good. Color yeah. with me. Can I actually? I don't mind. I... <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet, Faith. That'd be pretty cool. Probably a very interesting call. That would be funny. <laughs> I would be in on that. I don't know if it could go on the um, air. <laughs> it might have to be stream only. All right. You, now you have to tune into that one. December yeah. 17th at 2 p.m. 
Faith Flickinger, possibly on color. <laughs> and make her a debut. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that one, we have... They're currently 1-5 and five on the season. Haven't played a MAC conference game yet. And their only wins at home versus Concordia on November 14th, 80-57. to I really don't feel like we need to preview this one. It's going to be very similar to a lot of the games that Michigan State has played so far. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me, but what do you guys think? Yeah, Michigan State should okay. steamroll. I mean, yeah. yeah. They should win. It's important. Yeah, these are games <laughs> so that where... So GMU and men's basketball, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You schedule these games <laughs> as wins, and it's just kind of... Especially when you're they've gotten off to this good of a start, you kind of just have to remain focused and... You you could win with a sixty percent effort for this game probably, mm-hmm. but you got to make sure you get at least there and just kind of don't look ahead and keep focused. Yeah, for this and I game. mean, hopefully they'll take care of it. I don't think they'll have any issues, but you know they are going to have a week break. It is finals week. We just need the t- the team to be somewhat focused, like j- like Tim said, sixty percent, and they should be fine. But you never know. But I think that we can all say that that one's going to be mm-hmm. a win. Yeah. And we can go into the next one. Don't really have much for this one either. But Michigan State is going to North Carolina for, I believe it's called the Cherokee Classic. Cherokee Invitational. Cherokee yeah. Invitational. All right. And they're going to play Richmond um, on the 20th at 9.30 p.m. Don't think any of us will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> no. But fans can probably find that on TV somewhere. But this game, they're 7-2 in the season. Haven't played a conference game yet either than the outlet, the Atlantic 10. I think it's the same thing as some of the other ones. This one is more of a better opponent than some of the Mac games that they've been playing, but I think they should take care of business once again. Yeah, Richmond's going to be a little harder than CMU, but yeah. I still think that they're going to beat them pretty easily. I think that this is more of like a JMU-level game, but they also, they took care of the business against JMU. Yeah, it'll hopefully be something where there's a little bit of competitiveness mm-hmm. so they get out of the slump from the finals, yeah. but still, it shouldn't be anything crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of the, the trademark game, first close first quarter, mm-hmm. last three, kind of you extend the lead, you win by 35, 40 points. Yeah. Where, where do you guys think the earliest chance for Michigan State to be ranked would be? Because I'm looking at that Penn State game right after Richmond. Um, I don't think that they'll – I would love for them to be ranked for Penn State. I just don't know if they will yet because they'll only have the one Big Ten opponent against Nebraska, which hopefully they'll take care of business, but we'll get into our picks later. Yeah, what I was um, meaning was that because Penn State's 25, if they beat them, that would be the earliest chance yeah, to get I think I, that, I think yeah. that the Iowa game, I don't think they'll be ranked before Penn State. I mean, I I'd, I would I love thought to they see could it, be though. Maybe before, just because if you look at, if say they beat Nebraska and then win those next two, and then they have a third one against the winner of Coastal Carolina and UT Chattanooga for the next mm-hmm. day in the Cherokee Invitational, so... If you look at their record, they'll be say they win those, they'll be eleven and one. Like that's a really good record. Like that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Especially if their scoring percentages stay as high as they are currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel. I mean, they have received votes so far. Last week they got seven votes. Yeah, we got yeah. seven votes. Yay! So, yeah. <laughs> so like, I like people are starting to notice them. I just don't know if they're gonna get enough based on the opponents. But I do think that the Richmond game being at a neutral site helps. As opposed to it being home, like that, and if yeah. they win that, and then they go on to play a few more games, that does help, yeah. I believe. But I don't know if they'll be ranked before Penn State. I would love for them to be ranked. Yeah, I, I, I'd be though. shocked if it's before. This Penn State. This team hasn't been ranked since I believe February of twenty twenty one. 
Oh, that's actually um, way less time than I thought. I thought it was a yeah. while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were going to like a February 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think maybe if they went at Penn State, they should definitely get it. If they yeah. went at that's Penn State, they'll be Yeah. All right. But, yeah, is everyone fine with the Richmond game and the CMU game? Those are, like, can skip over. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we, we're a few weeks out for sure, <laughs> but we're not going to be here for the next few weeks. So these are important games to talk about. Michigan State is officially into their Big Ten play when they start the game or when they play their game at Penn State. Joe, you said they're ranked 25 right now? Penn State, yeah, they're number 25. Okay. Yeah, because I, I didn't see how they were ranked when I was doing this. But <laughs> Michigan State at Penn State, November, or November, <laughs> December 30th. Penn State is 7 and 2 on the season. Have By the time they'll play this, they'll have played their Big Ten games. But yet to play one. Their first Big Ten game is going to be, I believe it's Tuesday at Ohio State. So we'll see if the, what happens there. Ohio State's currently ranked number 12. But the only two losses were to number 8 USC. They lo- lost 71-70, so they definitely put up a fight that whole game. And then they lost to West Virginia 83-65. to You know, I want to know how Penn State's ranked, but our, our games haven't been good enough to be ranked now that I look at their schedule because they, they they lost. I guess they kept up with USC. They lost by one point. So, mm-hmm. uh, never mind. I can't be hypocritical. <laughs> they lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, yeah. Uh, I spent too much time around Matt. I was going to give a hot take. I can't do it. <laughs> no, never mind. That, that's fair. Shout they, they out GW. It. Joe does producer every Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure you check it out on Sundays. But yeah, uh, yeah. Penn State. They they deserve to be ranked. They're seven and one right now. That's going to be the game to watch for sure. I, They're I'm seven gonna, and two. Seven and two. Yeah, they lost to West Virginia, also eighty-three ah. to sixty-five. My bad. I was looking at the rankings website, which is not updated weekly, or is updated weekly, so they missed that game. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that's definitely going to be the biggest test Michigan State has until the Iowa game, which is followed right up with mm-hmm. it. But that, that one's going to be where I think we figure out where this team stands, whether they're going to be a team that competes, whether they're going to be a team that kind of fooled us like last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then along with. Penn State, or going on for Penn State, they're number three in the Big Ten in their scoring offense with 84 points a game, and then they're second in the Big Ten in their three-point shooting, which is at 40.8%. So those are definitely just some things to make sure Michigan State's focused on or that work on. They'll definitely need to defend the three-line with another team that's not equal but just under them for three-point shooting. And obviously they're another team who's been scoring way up there. Chance for a really good New Year. Could be good. And then it could be ruined by the Iowa game, unfortunately. It is. <laughs> Caitlin Clark is just unstoppable. Caitlin Clark. I know. I guess we're – is everyone fine with the Penn State game? Yeah. Just a quick preview of these. They're t- kind of too far out to go to. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. The, they could have, like – Penn State could be 7-4 and four by then. We yeah, could at least yeah. Like, they're a little too far very, to go. Yeah. We'll mark our picks in a second. But we have all talked about it. We all know it. Michigan State at number four, Iowa. It's on January 2nd at 9 p.m. That one's going to be on Peacock. They're 9-1 and one in the season, haven't played a Big Ten game yet. Some of their key victories, they beat number 8 Virginia Tech, 80-76. to 76, And then they – this is where it gets interesting because their one loss is against K-State, 65-58. to 58. But then they played them a few weeks later. They were ranked. They got ranked from beating Iowa. And then they took them down when they ranked number 16, 77-70. They're number two in scoring in the Big Ten, 89 points per game, third in rebounding, 42.6 per game, 
And then our last slide, or our last little note, just in all caps, Caitlin Clark. I don't think we need to elaborate <laughs> anymore on that. Yeah, 3,000 career points she has hit, too. So I know. She is such a dog. I know. Yeah, it's it'll insane. be an interesting game. They'll definitely have to pick up the pressure full court, try to just wear her down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It would be definitely an upset if they went into Iowa and pulled that one out. That would be crazy. Imagine the the hype around campus, though, if uh, everyone comes back from winter break. It These would. would burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, her women's basketball school now. The men's basketball team doesn't do too much, it seems. Um, Football is disappointing. Yeah. Women's sports school. It's true. Yeah. Women's soccer, too. Okay. Yeah, they went to, like, the Final Four Elite Eight, something like okay, that. Okay, before we complete... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You can finish that statement. Oh, I Allie's done say. with this talk. Yeah. I know. <laughs> because you just cut Joe off. You were like, okay. <laughs> I, no, I really statements. I was just looking up a stat from last year, and I wanted to like cor- make sure it was correct before I said it. But everyone finish their thoughts. I'm a I bad was sick host. of me talking on this mic. I've been hogging it the whole time. <laughs> no, I got my point out. We're good. Okay, so before like everyone shuts down Michigan State, and I don't think that they'll get it done as much as I hope so. But it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do, especially if they get a win at Penn State. They'll have a lot of. Like, just they want to keep going. But last season, and I do believe that this season's team is a lot better than last season's team, at home, Michigan State took Iowa into overtime and lost in overtime 84-81. to Yeah, I, I did. last time they played them, they played them like they're a top team in the nation. Mm-hmm. That was a Michigan State was struggling a bit, too. I, yeah. Well, I'm not exactly sure on the dates. Was that before or after we had the interim coach? Do you know? I forgot when. Yeah, she, I don't know it when was, the exact It was the cutoff middle of was. January. It was January 18th. Okay, I so don't remember. It was either right near the end of having our permanent coach at the time or right at the beginning of having the interim coach. So the fact they pushed him to overtime, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when they're Electric. discombobulated. So when they have a full season with Rylan Frelick, I think this team has shown very little of what they can do. There's a lot of the games that we've watched where it's been players that weren't going to get playing time originally getting almost starting minutes because Mary Mang would get 10 or 15 Mm-hmm. right near the end of games, have multiple players come off the bench, and Bree Robinson would come in. When you have that starting five rotating in and out a lot of the time, staying with the bench players, you cut your rotation down to eight or nine, the team can do way better than people expect. I, I think that they're going to hang with Iowa. I would love for them to win, and I I think if any team's going to upset Iowa, it's going to be us because of that last year game. Yeah, and uh, Penn State will be a good warm-up for that game because that'll be another Big Ten game that will you'll be able to – Kind of see a shortened rotation, probably stick to seven or eight uh, players. Mm-hmm. Probably do the same in this Iowa game and see how it ends up. And last season, Michigan State they were ready for Caitlin Clark. They did like they had they their defense was stopping her. She had we kept saying on the broadcast, Matt and I, we we're like Caitlin Clark. Wow, like <laughs> this is not like performance we expected to see from her. Yes, she still put up twenty six points, <laughs> but she shot. Only shot six for nineteen from the floor, and twelve of fourteen of her points came from the free throw line. Refs, so big ten. It's all they're just they wanted her to win. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah. No. But, uh, um, also, Joe, I believe it was after or right before the accident. I think the accident happened on January twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah. Makes so right before. Yeah. So right before. So yeah. w- when you look at the game score, when you look at the box score for that game, our two leading scorers in that game, Kamara McDaniel, Matilda, but twenty three points and thirteen points sounds pretty good. You look at the shooting splits, six of twenty one from Kamara from the field, and then two of seven from three point land for Matilda, three of three of ten from the field, three of six from behind the arc. 
the team's so much more efficient now. It's not relying on one person to take big time glory shots. I love Kamara, great person. She was you're so not gonna. Funny. Yeah, she was awesome. She's a great, great person. You can't really win a game when you're shooting six of twenty one from your star player. And Dee Dee Hageman takes so much more efficient shots now. Mo Joyner, she knows where when to get to her spots, when to stop shooting. You got Abby Kimball who can come up there, and Halleck now apparently can shoot the three ball. Uh, there's a lot of players on this team who are going to contribute. I think Iowa's not going to be able to handle the balanced attack compared to just the star-focused team of last year. Mm. All right. With that, is everyone done? I was just going to say to finish on that mm-hmm. uh, point, like when you see the leading scorers this year, it's usually someone who's 7 for 10 or <laughs> 8 for 11. Like it's very efficient. And the shots are kind of distributed equally, and it's just whoever's making the most is usually the leading scorer. That's why we've seen so many people can contribute. Yeah. Yeah, Allie, like you were saying, though, just to bring up, Kaelin Clark, 6 of 19 from the field last year, 2 of 10, 12 of 14 from the free throw line. And then uh, Cezano. She graduated. Good thing she graduated, Allie, because she went 11 of 11 against us for 22 points. She didn't miss a shot. Yeah, she did graduate, but... Obviously, Caitlin Clark gets all the hype for Iowa, but she was a great player. Yeah, without Susanna, we might have a chance, especially since 11 of 11 is pretty hard to go against. When we start players shooting 6 of 21, it's got to be a completely different team facing out. It will be a completely different different team. team. And I really, like, I think that one is a 50-50. Let me do our picks in a second. Yeah, it should be we're losing, but it feels like it's something that's optimistic. I hope we all pick them to lose and then well we shouldn't someone should be different but (laughs) I hope we all pick them to lose and they just come out and shock us even though I don't think it'll be a shock because we honestly like you know they've been listening they know how how it's going yeah (laughs) but with that do we want to make our picks for this yeah because then we'll be back after that game right like that's yeah yeah, we'll we'll be be back back from Maryland yeah why don't we make our picks all right (laughs) does anyone want to go first yeah I can go first so Nebraska, I think Michigan State's just been on such a heater lately. They're going to win that one, so mm-hmm. I'll say 1-0. Central Michigan, 2-0. Richmond, that one's going to be a little harder than CMU, but less hard than Nebraska, 3-0, we're going to say. Penn State's the first one where they really could lose, but it's also their first chance. The, what I'm scared of for Penn State is that they're going to overlook Penn State for Iowa, which could be really scary. They're within three days of each other. I, I You know, I, I'm going to go full full just homer right here we're gonna go five and zero for the whole record <laughs> we're right. gonna say they win out win out that entire stretch all right uh i think they win the first three i think yeah. those are and then we they're they'll play another game in there too so you know tim real quick before you say so don't sign a copy i'm gonna say lost to penn state win against iowa okay <sighs> that's what i was gonna yeah. do oh damn <laughs> all right maybe uh, uh that is true if they beat richmond they will have another game I think even if they lose, I think it's where the oh, it's like yeah, a loser, loser. bracket. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's another one for the There'll be another one in there too, yeah. Okay, I'll say five and one then overall because it would be – who were the teams that was going to be? It was Coastal Carolina and yeah, like yeah, Chattanooga. Not, so not right. No, nobody that's there. a real threat. <laughs> uh, so let's say we're 4-0 going into Penn State. Penn State's going to be a tough game. I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to go win at Penn State, and then I think – I was just too good, so I'll go lost there. But that that would be a good stretch if mm-hmm. they if we come back and they've only lost one game. That's they'll be ranked for sure, and that will mm-hmm. be a positive thing. Going I do into believe the that they'll be ranked as long as they put up a good show against Iowa and yeah, Penn State. Even if they, yeah. I don't think that they'll drop both of those. No, you got to win but one. But I even I don't think they'll <laughs> drop both of them. 
I think they'll definitely win one of them. I think it just depends like what Joe said. It's like, are they going to overlook Penn State for Iowa? I feel like that's like the thing. Mm-hmm. It's also just like a weird time of year. Like they'll be coming off of like a little Christmas, mini Christmas break, I believe. And then mm-hmm. it's the day after New Year's. You never know. At Iowa, maybe Caitlin Clark's partying too much for the new year. You never know. Like you never know what's going to happen <laughs> for we're all college kids you know you never know what's gonna it's like a weird stretch you never Mm -hmm. know what's gonna happen so uh you never know all right faith do you have your official i feel like they'll be i'm gonna say five and one but i think i just oh it's hard i feel like i think they'll lose to iowa but i think they could push them to overtime again they'll probably lose to iowa but i'm gonna take iowa (laughs) Or I'm gonna take them to be Iowa. Yeah. I'm also gonna go five and one. I'm gonna have them lose Penn State and take Iowa, just because I really want them to be Iowa. I know. I exactly. do too. Right, it's gonna be one. Okay. I don't know if they will. They probably will not. Even though I think they have a shot. But I'm gonna take them beating Iowa and losing to Penn State. You gotta I, really hope they beat Nebraska now, or else we're gonna I hell. Yeah. Everything <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna be retracted unless. I really, really, really hope they beat Nebraska. Yeah, I they think should. They can get it. It's a home game, I think. That also matters. Hey, anyone listening, students, get it. Well, they always get them free, but there's going to be a free T-shirt and something else. There's a whole student section. Special prize. Yeah. Nice. You can, yeah. They usually do the T-shirt toss, too. The, they do the ball thing in the cannon. Like, mm-hmm. Come out to the game. You'll get some free stuff. have been searching for those balls for yeah. years or now, man. I got one for, I got one for the, um, the Midnight Madness last year. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, that's hard. And then, and then I lost it. I had one I thrown over. I lost mine too. So I don't know sad. where it went. We got to ask. We got to go. I think they're in the basement somewhere. We got to <laughs> go find them. You know, you guys are getting them and losing them. If I ever got one, I'd be holding them. One of my the shirts? Life. No, like no the one of the balls. Oh. You know how they one like, put them in white? the cannon? And, yeah. Yeah. One side's white, one side's green. So when, mm-hmm. you, when you throw it, you see yeah. both colors. It's pretty yes. sweet. Pretty we, cool. We got to get some of those. We got to put in the call. I really want to get one of the t-shirts. I really, I have one of the Izzo shirts, like really bad. It's like the softest t-shirt I have. I love sleeping in it, but it's really bad quality. So the whole like <laughs> armpit is ripped off of one side. So I really need a new one, but I want to, I want to wrap a Robin Fralick t-shirt. Yeah, so. well, that'd be pretty yeah, sweet. Is, have they announced like have what, it, never ha- seen what it has on it? What I'm the shirt has I'm assuming it's the same one as the, like last year, because Susie had the same one uh-huh. again for it. Um, I can write a picture of that. Is that one? We'll do that one. Yeah. What, off, what, what would the student section? Uh, is well, it like I don't know the what the student section zone? shirt like, is. What What should we need to come up with a name? I'm for. talking about the shirt that they. We can do that. We should. Do we that. should do that. Maybe next episode. Yeah. I don't know we how, what the pictures. name would be, but I just keep thinking like frolicking in a field. There's something yeah. around there. Yeah. <laughs> Frolics. The Frolics. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something. Yeah. We yeah. We need to trade. We need to get the trademark in before we the do. athletic department <laughs> yeah. does. Be selling in next twenty episode. different copies. Exactly. That's how we're going to yeah. start next episode. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Like what the name of the, the student section should be? Yeah. 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 That would actually be a really good section. Mm-hmm. All right, but with that, I think we're good. We're getting a little sidetracked. Yeah, um, I, I, for the Nebraska game, just since we touched on it for a second, I, Michigan State has not seemed like they've been pulling up empty points or empty stats or anything. Their efficiency has been out of this world. I, I think they're going to hold it together against Nebraska. Need, need to give myself that reassurance after making the joke about Nebraska winning. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I had to do a little narc, knock on wood situation there. I think they'll be fine. Uh, they should be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, but with that, I think we're all good. Follow, make sure to follow along on Saturday afternoon. Joe will be doing play-by-play. I'll be doing color alongside him. Are you guys both going to be there? Yep. All right. Both of our, our full beat is going to be there. Make sure to look for some nice written comments. 
some nice written content, some live tweets from everybody on Saturday. Tell your friends about the podcast. You can find Breslin Breakdown on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, our website, or anywhere else that you can get your podcasts. And so see you next week. We'll see you guys next year. Have a happy holidays and a nice new year. We'll be back.